0: com slash ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping, dailyharvest.com slash ifstories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 283 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Sarah Blacker. Sarah lives in Houston, Texas, where she is a preschool teacher. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Jen. It's so nice to talk to you today. You know, I love to talk to teachers, even though the age you teach is a little scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little small, the three-year-olds, they're little, yes. They're little, but they they're are just little. full of wonder, aren't they? They are. They're so cute. Yeah, it really is a great job. Enjoy. They're
0: full. Well, they're full of like all the emotions worn right there on their sleeve at top speed,
1: wouldn't they you are. say? They're so full of life. They yeah. just want to run around and look at this, look at that. It gets you present to just being present in life. Yeah, they, they're still
0: full throttle. I just remember when my boys were that age, they wore me out. But they loved, loved their preschool teacher so much. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's, a, it's a fun job, I'm sure. So you know I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting? And when was that?
1: Sure. So I'll tell you the exact day I started. I'm almost at five years. Wow. I started it on February 23rd, 2018. I write everything down. So I'm when I said I'll do this podcast, I said, this is perfect. I have all my facts. Love it weights and everything. So how did I find out about it on that day? My friend, Lori Lewis, who I know Uh, you know
0: I do know Lori Lewis. She is fantastic. She's been on this podcast two times. She's a friend. I've been to her house. She's been to mine. Yeah,
1: She's awesome. So she had already been doing intermittent fasting for eight months. Mm -hmm. And then she posted on Facebook that day, hey, I've been doing this thing. And she just shared a little bit about it And at that time, I was already doing Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. So this was back in 2018. So just to kind of take you back, I had my daughter, my second child in 2016. So July of 2016, I had her. The day I had her, I was 210 pounds the day I had her. Yeah. So I saw that number on the scale
0: too. Was that the highest number you ever saw?
1: Yeah, that's the highest.
0: Same with me. Of course, I was not pregnant at the time. So
1: (laughs) that was just my body. I looked pregnant. I know. I was, oh my gosh. (laughs) So I kind of was like, oh my gosh, 210. I'm like, well, that's not that big of a deal. I still have the baby in me. That was like before I delivered her. But then, you know, after I left the hospital, usually I thought I would, well, I was like, oh, you'll get back down to probably 190. You're going to leave the hospital. You lose all this weight immediately. Well, when I left the hospital, I was still like 201. Right. And the baby was eight pounds, six ounces. I said, where's all this? That math is not working. It does not work. I'm like, I thought there was fluid. So I was like, that's okay. I'll lose it. And with my first child, I had him in 2014. I was able to lose all the weight. I had gotten up to 195 with him, but I was able to lose it with Weight Watchers. So I got down to 150. 150 is always, I say, my goal. And I'm 5'5", 37 years old. And I was like, okay, 150 will be my goal. I got down to about 155 before I got pregnant with Livvy. Only when Ethan was 13 months old, I got pregnant again. And so at this point, I had Livvy. And oh my gosh, I was like, I can't get this weight off. So um, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it on my own. And that didn't work out. So, were you doing like kind of what you had learned at Weight Watchers,
0: but just without like joining Weight Watchers? Yes.
1: Yeah. Without joining. I was like, I'm not going to pay. I already know the points. I already know what to do. So, by March, okay, Libby's eight months at this point, March of 2017, I got to 188.8, so 189 pounds. And I was like, okay, I lost a little bit here, but I'm still close to 200 pounds. What is going on? You know, she's eight months old. I should be down a lot more by now. So at that point, I just kind of was like, okay, let me just keep I remember, I specifically remember eating like lettuce and some salad. I was like, that's what I'll have. And then I'll have my, but then I would always go back to my cake. I'm like, I can't, I craved, I craved every night. I couldn't do it. And at the nighttime I would be eating my son's fruit snacks, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so hungry. I can't do this. That's what happens when you are eating tiny diet
0: meals all day long. You know, I remember that. I remember when I would get up in the morning and try to eat, and then you're just so hungry, and those little meals, the lettuce or whatever you were having was not satisfying. So then your hunger hormones are in overdrive because of all those tiny meals, and then you're just like jumping into whatever you can find, and it's your
1: body trying to get fuel. Oh, yeah, it was. It really was. So then by September, well, actually, I should say August. Okay. So August 2017, we go to New York, upstate New York. That's where my family lives. So every summer I bring the kids up there and I kind of let loose. And my grandma and grandpa are still alive, thank God. And my grandma's an amazing cook. And She always has cookies around and she makes the best macaroni salad. You know, it's summertime. We're eating hot dogs and hamburgers all the time. And Corn on the Cob is big in upstate New York in the summer. So it was my grandpa's 80th birthday. And we're like, let's have a surprise party for grandpa. So we put together this party. And of course, we take tons of pictures. And oh, my God, when I look back at those pictures, I actually use a lot of that one picture as my before and after because... I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, oh my God, first of all, here's a plate. And in my Weight Watchers mind, I'm like, oh my God, look at that plate. There's macaroni salad, there's hot dogs. How fattening. Oh my God, Sarah, what were you thinking? No wonder you got so huge.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, now obviously I have a totally different view with fasting, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So by, when I got home, Hurricane Harvey hit that summer, so we actually ended up staying in New York a little bit longer. And was that one that did it hit? Was that the one that hit Texas? Houston, right? I remember
0: that one. It was a lot of flooding. Yes.
1: Yeah. It rained and rained days, and it flooded. So luckily, our house didn't get flooded. But my husband's like, "You can't come home." Right. There was no flights home, so we waited till September to come home. And at that point, I was one hundred and eighty-two point six. So I. Got down a little bit from the March of like about 190. So we got down to 182, 183. So this is September 13th, 2017. I joined Weight Watchers again. And I, that, I remember being that weight. That weight right
0: there, it seemed to be where I would get stuck a lot. Like when I was struggling with my weight all those years and you know, the highest I got was 210. But prior to that, I would yo-yo around and end up right there in that 180 to high 170s range and couldn't get any lower.
1: Yeah, I couldn't That was as far as I could go without doing something crazy, which, you know, you you stop wanting to do the crazy. You do, because you just go back to the same old stuff, and then it goes up even higher. So I was like, I'm going to join Weight Watchers, and I'm kind of like all in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. That's it, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the meetings because that really worked for me. And I loved getting the praises. You know, you would sit in the meeting, oh, Sarah lost five pounds this week. And I'm like, ooh, yay, yay. But then, you know, the next week if you didn't lose anything, you felt like an idiot kind yeah. of you're like, oh, Failure, God, Sarah, you're a failure
0: this week. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you always felt like that. And that's the thing about the weigh-ins. Like you're weighing in right there at the meeting, right? Yes. Yeah, so see, right that's… There that's the flaws with the fact that our weight fluctuates so much and you're like wearing clothes. The way I am, I could just imagine I would like refuse to drink anything before the meeting and make sure I went to the bathroom an extra time and exhale a lot, wear my lightest shoes. I mean, I would be playing all those games just for the weigh-in.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I knew exactly how it didn't make it work. So then I started that. And then Luckily, so I got down by February 23rd, the day that I heard about the fasting. So now we're, that was September, 2017. By February, 2018, that's when I got stuck. You know, I had been for about two months stuck at 160. Okay. I couldn't get any lower. I was like, okay, I got down to 160 from 182. Okay, that's good. I lost, you know, 20 some pounds. But I'm like, what is going on? I can't lose any more. And I kept doing the points and eating exactly what they said you could eat. You know, of course, I was eating breakfast, lunch, snacks all day long. As long as it was zero points, I could eat the hard-boiled eggs. It didn't matter. (laughs) They were zero. Are, Are they zero points? They are. Oh, see, that's
0: how I would. I never did Weight Watchers, which is crazy because I did everything else. It feels like, but I would be if you told me an egg was zero points, I would have been like, all right, I'm going to eat a dozen eggs. Oh, that's,
1: that's how, how I was. was. Yeah, I know. And in the meeting, they were like, "We say it's zero, but you know, that's a lot." Just remember, I mean, <laughs> there's still calories, so you can't go too crazy. But they are zero. I'm like, okay, I that makes no sense, this, but okay, it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, it was torture. It really. I could gain weight probably with zero zero points. Yeah. Oh, and I definitely, obviously I did. I was still, you know, teetering around 160. So I see Lori's thing that night and I was like, what the heck is this? So I messaged her privately on Facebook and I said, Lori, tell me more, tell me more. I I can't get any lower than this 160. And so she just told me everything. She's like, you want to get Jen Stevens' book, Delay Don't Deny, because back then that's all you had in. You had feast, fast, fast, repeat. So I did buy both of those, read them immediately. I mean, they were such great books, easy to read. I felt like you were just sitting there with me telling me the story. I was like, wow, this all makes sense. This is all I have to do. So immediately that very next day, I started fasting, 20 hours of fasting. I downloaded the little app, Life. App, I think I did zero app first, Mm -hmm. and now I'm in life. But oh yeah, twenty hours right away, four hours of eating, and I really was religious. As soon as it said twenty hours, okay, I'm gonna start eating. I did always, I did the clean fast. That was a little hard at first. I was definitely a milkshake coffee drinker. I get that. Yeah, hot milkshake. The hot milkshake. I mean, I think it's Nestle brand that makes it, but it was called mochaccino or something. It was a creamer. They also had the Cinnabon creamer. I think they still have it. I have no idea, but I would dump that in there. And oh my gosh, I liked the sweet cream flavor. And they had like a a simple version
0: of it that was like better for you because it didn't have as much junk. But it was still a creamer. I loved it though. And funny story, I was just – I was at Kroger doing grocery shopping the other day. My window was open and they have a little Starbucks there. And I looked over there and it's holiday season. We're recording this in December. And I felt a little nostalgic about all those hot milkshakes. That I used to enjoy. And I looked and I was like, my window is open. I could have one right now. It's not a problem. And I looked and I was like, which one would I get? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want any of that. And I just kept walking.
1: (laughs) Me neither. I just didn't. I literally didn't want
0: it. So anybody who's listening and thinks this isn't ever going to be you, I mean, my window was open. I, quote, had permission, unquote. Didn't want it. Didn't, didn't want it.
1: Right, and I'm the same way. I still drink black coffee in my window, even in my eating window. I mean, my husband will say, "Oh, we're gonna go to Star Wars." I'm like, ah, I'm, I know my eating window's open now. I'm just getting you the just bar. don't feel coffee like it." Like, so that was,
0: but at the beginning, it was a struggle because you were used to the hot milkshakes. Our taste buds are set for all that creamy
1: sweetness. And also, I should add that I was obsessed with diet Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, used to be Coke. me too.
0: Diet Mountain Dew was my poison of choice for years till I read about what it did in your. Like it, it the the yellow whatever it is does something. The bromine, it messes with your iodine receptors or something. Something about that, and I'm like, well, that's not healthy. I'm gonna switch to diet.
1: Oh yeah, I did diet. Coke I switched and McDonald's from Diet oh, Mountain
0: Dew to Diet Coke because I thought that was a better choice, and it might have been a better choice, but was it a good choice? No. Right. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, the Diet Coke from the McDonald's drive thru I would get that because once again on Weight Watchers, it's zero points. And also, you know, at that point, I was a gum chewer. Chew, 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 chew the gum. Trident, the blue Trident. I mean, I'd have packs of it. I'd always go to Costco or something. I'd buy the huge, you know, the value pack.
0: I bought Spry gum, cinnamon, six hundred count, and I it was like, it's like a healthy version with xylitol and all of that. But I I used to chew so much gum. We were just watching it. My dad's we were watching home movies from like the early nineties, back when my husband and I were first married. We're sitting there, and it's Christmas Day, and I am chewing gum like a crazy person. I'm like, what was I doing? I'm just chewing, chewing. I'm like, that's not even attractive. <laughs>
1: like I know. I used to be my earlier way. self. Oh, I totally used to be that way. because I was trying to think, it's been so long since I started fasting, but I'm like, there were those things I used to just do. And I don't, it's totally gone, obviously, now. I can't even remember the last
0: time I chewed gum. If you offered me gum in my window, I wouldn't want it. I don't even know. But I chewed it like crazy, apparently longer than
1: I even remembered. See, I know that was me too. So anyway, back to the, yeah. So I started that fasting on February 23rd, 2018. And right away, so by May, so that was February, March, April, May. We're talking not even three months because May 4th. And I remember because my husband's birthday. Well, his birthday's in April, but you're celebrating. By it. May. Yeah, by April, actually by April too, I got into the 140s. I was already in the 140s because we went to Hawaii and I remember wearing a bikini. Oh my God. And the girls are like, oh, you look so great. And they looked amazing. And I was like, they're seriously saying I look great. I didn't even really want to wear the bikini, but I was like, sir, just wear it. It looks good. I, I mean, the mirror is telling you you look good in this. Your husband's telling you. And I look back at those pictures and, oh, yeah, I mean, you could tell a profound difference just in those few months of doing the intermittent fasting. I mean, yeah, it, that was amazing. It's amazing to feel good in your own
0: skin after struggling for so long because you had been struggling since, you know, before you had your, your first child.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even before, Ethan. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, it started back in middle school, really. I mean, elementary school, I was kind of thin. But then when I look back at pictures, middle school, it really did start. You know, I just ate. My parents were really great. They ate. They made us homemade food. We rarely went out to eat. But my sister had this little incident when she was younger and choked on an apple. She was like, I'm never going to eat again. You know, my mom got the apple out. She was fine. But my mom's like, anything you guys want at the store, I'm just going to buy it because Jill won't eat. So we had Pop-Tarts. We had Fruity Pebbles. We grew up on the mac and cheese out of a box, pizzas. and But then at night, my mom would make a really good dinner and we would eat that. But yeah, we had any snacks we wanted. And so of course, her and I gained weight, gained weight. And then even I remember the highest I was in high school was a 16. So that was kind of like, oh my God. But my best friend was heavy too. So I didn't really notice it. I don't know, in upstate New York, it just – it didn't seem like any big deal. Like, okay, we're all kind of this size. And I played sports and stuff, but – And when was that? Was that the the 90s? When were you in high school? Okay, well, I graduated high school in 2003. 2003. So it would have been late 90s. Yeah,
0: late 90s. Because I've often thought back to my high school time, and I don't remember – being that obsessed with my size, I just whatever, whatever clothes fit me, I put them on. And those home movies from like 1990 that I was just talking about, I had on the ugliest pants like you've ever seen. We wore these puffy, pleated, these khaki pants with these boxy sweaters, and and they were pleated. I don't know if you were, were
1: part of the pleated My pants sister did. Era, she used to wear those. I was like, what in the world was I wearing? And corduroy for some reason. I, I had remember like a corduroy, right, corduroy jumper. I,
0: it was like oh, a yeah. dress that we wore over a turtleneck. Yeah. But, but but I don't remember being really, you know, judging my friend's sizes or my size or even worrying about it. I just went in the store. If it fit me, I bought it. That was it.
1: Yep. Same with me. Yep. That's how I was. And then in my before my senior year, so 11th grade going into 12th grade the summer, that summer, I really noticed my body for some reason. And I noticed boys and I was like, oh, I think the girls that get the boys are like skinnier. So I went on this diet. Actually, my mom brought me to the doctor because I lost a bunch of weight. She was like, I know my daughter's anorexic. Please help her. Oh my gosh. Well, what I was doing is I was eating every day, but I remember what I did. I had yogurt. I basically ate OMAD. Probably not a clean fast, but Oh, man, I would have a yogurt, vanilla yogurt with Rice Krispies. I would dump the Rice Krispies into the yogurt, and that's what I would have. One meal, that was it, all day. And I did – I dropped a bunch of weight. I got mm-hmm. down to – But like is a, that
0: all you were having was the yogurt?
1: With the Rice Krispies. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. not
0: really a whole meal.
1: But <laughs> uh-uh. no, I remember no. feeling starving, yeah. and it was awful. So my mom did bring me to the doctor, and the doctor was like, well, what are you eating? He was like, she's actually still at a pretty good weight. I think back then I was back in the – maybe 130, high 130s. 140s. And he was like, Well, technically she's still okay, but yeah, you don't want to just eat that. And but that was it. That was that one conversation. And then I remember being in the close size that I fit in now, you know, sixes and eights. And so that was it. And so I actually I stayed about that size through college. Well, that's huge to stay in that size throughout college. Yeah, I stayed in that size, and then after college, you know, I moved to New York City for a little while. That's how I met Lori Lewis, and I kind of was that same size because I lived in Times Square and I was working on West Thirty Third Street. So I would walk a lot, and I mean, I was eating all day, kind of. Not really. I wasn't really present to what I was eating. I was just, you know, kind of going about my day. But yeah, so that kind of that went there, and I just stayed the same size. Then I got married, met my Husband now in 2011. And him and I love that's one thing we loved. We love to go out to eat. We even found all the diners, drive ins, and dives places all throughout New York City.
0: All the ones that, that Guy Fieri had been to. Yes.
1: Love yes. it. We found love them it. all and we were like, we're going to make a weekend out of this. And we hit them all up from New Jersey to New York, just drove around. Oh my God. So, you know, we that was our big thing. How we connected was food. And we got married in 2013 and at that time I actually my I do remember my wedding dress was a size 10 so still not you know I was, still was about 155 160 yeah and so that it was not until 2014 a year later when I had Ethan that I got up to the 195 that yeah that that's probably a very similar story
0: for most of us we managed to keep the weight kind of down all throughout those early years. Then, after kids, it became more of a struggle. That was when, and it was after my second that it also became the big struggle. With Cal, I only got up to 163 at my heaviest while I was pregnant. But then I had Will, they're 18 months apart. And the second time is when it really, really turned into oh, the struggle. Okay. After yeah, that. that. was me
1: too, right after that. And I could not get it off. So, you went to Hawaii. So, you'd been doing
0: intermittent fasting for about three months really. And then you went to Hawaii wearing your bikini and you were in the 140s around then.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. By May 4th, 2018, I was at 146.4 is what I had written down. So yeah. And I was staying at that weight, you know, 146 going up to 148. I remember I wasn't even hitting 150. I was so proud of myself. I'm like, oh my God, Weight Watchers would be... And I was still doing Weight Watchers a little bit because I didn't really trust myself. I was like, I don't really know if I trust this fasting thing yet. Let me make sure I keep my food under control. Mm -hmm. I can see, you
0: know, I don't ever want to count anything again. But I can see how if you enjoy, you know, the structure of Weight Watchers, coupling that with an intermittent fasting window, I can see how that would give you that just one little something that keeps you focused without, you know, because you said it very well. You said you didn't trust yourself. And that's what we we were taught not to trust ourselves because anytime we trusted ourselves, we would weigh 210 pounds, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah,
1: I knew what I could what I was capable of for sure.
0: So how long, how long did you kind of keep that Weight Watchers piece in inside your window? Oh,
1: not too too much longer. No, I think by that summer that was out of there. It was just so easy to fast. I mean, I just did the twenty four, twenty hours of fasting, four hours of feasting for a long time. And then I started switching it up a little bit. So I used to, so with this mom's club that I was in back then when the kids were little, we would do like wine. We drank a lot of wine. And I see that that actually was a problem. I've actually haven't drank any alcohol. And, you know, I'm going to get to that because, because of intermittent fasting. You know, and my husband, he's a physician. And he was like, Sarah, you really, I think you really are drinking a little too much. And I was like, you think so? Nah, I don't, I really don't no, think so. everyone like, drinks wine every night. <laughs> Yeah, The whole culture, isn't it? It is of the moms of this age and having young kids. A lot of moms do it. I did it. I did it. And I just didn't think it was a big deal. And I remember, you know, fasting all day. And then sometimes I would even open my window with a glass of wine if we were all out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like awful. Mm -hmm. But it also feels sophisticated, right? You do. Yeah. And I'm like something. Okay, maybe my husband has something. He's, you know there's something true about what he's saying. And actually my girlfriend, Catherine, she's on one of your episodes at the beginning. I told her to be on this. I was like, you need to do it. You know, and I had already been doing it for like over a year. And I was like, Catherine's like, Sarah, you get on. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your story is so much better. (laughs) You you do it. You do it. So anyway, her and I used to drink quite a bit together. You know, we both had the young kids and she was like, Sarah, I think this is it, Sarah. I don't think, I think we need to really stop. I'm like, yeah, Eric's telling me you're, okay, let's do it. So, I still remember. She's like, let's buy this book. It's called This Naked Mind by Amy Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Read it, Sarah. Let's do this together. So about two weeks before she quit, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So by January, this was January 14. Oh, no, I'm sorry. January thirty first, twenty twenty. So right before the pandemic hit. Well, oh, I'm probably, so thankful.
0: Yeah, I te- that was like re- you had no idea what was coming because I, th- you know, I think a lot of us drank too much during the pandemic. <laughs> I think
1: that's what I've been hearing even on your podcast. I yeah, heard that.
0: Yeah, but you were like already done with it by. Have you not had anything to drink since January thirty first of twenty nope. twenty? Wow. Nothing.
1: I That's know. awesome. I love like virgin daiquiris and virgin. And they're like, they're like virgin. I was like, yeah. They're like for the kids. I'm like, no, for me too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, me too. I love the I pina do coladas. Love, I
0: love to go to a restaurant that has good mocktails, like good ones. Like I don't want just a plain old junkie, you know, Margarita sour mix by itself. I want something special. There's a place here in Pauly's Island called Local. It's a restaurant and they make a, an amazing mocktail version of a jalapeno margarita that is so good.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And I bet it has like the fresh lime and it does. Yeah. And it's it. made with all like real stuff, nothing gross, but it is
1: so good. Yeah. Yum. See, and I you remember. feel so much better when you're done. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like fasting became easier. I just was like, oh, my God, I'm waking up every day now, fully charged. It was interesting, though. I gained a little bit after I quit drinking, I think, because I was like, well, I have to give myself some treat. So I ate a little more sugar, a few more cookies. That's really, really common because our brains get used to
0: that, you know, whatever that alcohol is doing in our brains, that that high that we get. And so we're so used to that high that we are, are looking for it somewhere else.
1: And then, well, what's going to give me that high? Well, sugar. Right. Yeah. So I would. I went to to sugar, and you know, and then obviously the pandemic hit. So I was eating a little bit more. I was baking. I learned how to make hummus. Oh, and, I make hummus all the time. Oh, that is so good. But, you know, it's got a lot of olive oil and all that, but it's oh my god. So, I, good. I don't put lot. any olive oil in mine. Believe me. Oh, it or not. I did. I uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I was eating that a lot. Yeah, a lot of that. And I made challah bread once. My husband's Jewish. I'm Christian. But I was like, oh, I can make a challah bread for you. Like, I was really going all out. And so by, let's see, by January. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Let's see. By June. Okay, so this is still June of 2020.
0: I think everybody's honesty pants were a little tight by June of 2020. Am I right? Mine were. Yes, mine were. I was baking. I made Irish soda bread. We were having not mocktails very frequently.
1: (laughs) See, I (laughs) I was making these cookies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was making a lot of cookies. And actually, your book came. I ordered it that day. Fast Feast Repeat came out. I guess June 16th was the first day because I got the first one of the first books. And I remember being like, okay, Sarah, I was 163 that day. June 16th, obviously still fasting. I mean, I've never, never one day not fasted. Every single day, at least 16 hours. There might've been like one time I did a 14, but I don't even honestly remember that. I do remember some 16s, but no, mostly 20s pluses. So by this time in June, your book came out. I read it overnight or two days. It was a little bit thicker than Delay Don't Deny <laughs> So I read that, and I got remotivated. And then by August, so June, oh, yeah, July, August, only two months later, I was back out of 148. Just because I was like, oh, I I think the alcohol thing, I was kind of had that under control. Overcompensating with the other stuff. You know, and I actually had to pull back
0: out my window fasting app during that period of time right around then because same thing. I had had the window creep and more treats, and it felt like, well, we can't go anywhere, so every day should just be a party here at the house. And... You know, I, I couldn't go to the beach condo, and I probably could have, but I didn't know if you were allowed to travel. I mean, I didn't know. I'm like, am I allowed to go to the Myrtle Beach condo? I don't know. So I, we just stayed home and ate. But I pulled back out my fasting gap during that time, and it helped. I needed that little that little something.
1: Yeah, the little something, and I felt better. And then by November of 2020, I got down to my lowest weight, which was 144.8. I stayed in the one. One mid 140s, all all through 2021, believe it or not. So all 2021, I did do a few long fast. The longest fast I ever did, it was a little crazy. I just wanted to see if I could do it 86 hours. I don't know That's on that. That's really last close day. to my longest
0: fast too. Something maybe 82, maybe 84. I can't remember exactly. That was before I knew better about that. But I know. You know, now I, mean, I, 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 know better I don't now. want anybody to do any fast longer than 72 hours unless you're under medical supervision, just because you know, there are things that can pop up with your electrolytes and you might not know it. And then also refeeding can be a problem if you fast too long. Like like when you start eating again, you have to be really careful. Like it, there's actually something called refeeding syndrome that is like really, really dangerous if you go too long without eating.
1: Okay. So yeah, that, and I knew that was too much. Like even that last day I woke up, I felt hungover. It was like something isn't right here. And, you know, of course I ate and I ate all day long. I ate a lot at first and then took a few hours to digest and then I eat more. But yeah, I won't do that again. Normally, like if I do get in a little rut or I'm going creeping up towards like 155, my body loves, I don't know why my body loves the one 148-ish all the way to like 156. My body loves that. Even though here I am telling myself, you should be 140, 138. I'm 5'5. I think I sh-. that's what I think I should be. But I'm like, Sarah, you really actually look great. You know, like and i got blood work done they're like do you run marathons i'm like no why your they're blood like you're like a marathon blood, runner yeah your blood work is amazing i'm like okay you know and it's like okay well, i guess i'm very healthy you know and here i am thinking oh you got to be maybe even 130 something cuz my sister she's 4 years older than me and she's always been in like the 120s 130s i mean she's 41 years old now and she's got a 2 year old and 4 year old and still looks amazing she counts calories though So I'm like, Jill, I could never do that. Oh, my God. No, thank you. So I don't know. I I look great. I think I look great. I'm in size sixes and eights and small shirts. And, you know, I have cellulite on my legs. I feel like I always will. I heard you say something about that. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I think it's just genetics. My mom's not. It is. It's genetic. And, you know, here's the thing about me. The
0: the skinniest I ever was in my adult life, I was 118. I remember that. Well, it was when I was doing the low-fat diet, of so the early 90s. I was 118, and I still had cellulite even then. That is just how I'm built. And so I – I would not be able to lose down to a size. I mean, maybe I could, but then I would have a problem if I got down, you know, because I didn't look great at 118. That was too low for my body. You know, I'm 5'5 as well. So, oh, right. but we're just going to have it. We're not going to be able to get rid of it.
1: Right. We're not. And I, I am okay with it now. Like I, I remember you said something in a podcast, I'm just going to wear the bathing suit. I don't care. I'm wearing the bathing suit. And I'm like, so this summer it's hot here in Texas. It can get up to like 105 in the summer every day. So I'm like, you know, I'm wearing the shorts. I'm wearing the bathing suit. I don't care. And I mean, yeah. So I have that freedom. And that's how I feel too.
0: And and, you know, I'm like, you know, if you don't like the way my legs look, look away. (laughs) I don't care. Right? (laughs) And, you know, I kind of had that epiphany walking on the beach one day this summer. I'm walking on the beach, and I'm looking at all the bodies around me. And they're all shapes and sizes. And people are confidently walking around having fun at every size. Oh, yeah, they are. You know, and and bathing suits I would not wear because I was taught to be ashamed of my little belly and whatever. And and people are just confidently running in the ocean. I'm like, that's how I want to be. I want to be the person who's not like, ooh, I've got a little pudge over here. No, I don't.
1: So what? So does everybody. Exactly. Everybody does. Even the skinniest of skinniest, they have some little chub hanging off them. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, my gosh. And so by 2022, it's so funny. So I'll go whenever I go to New York, I go every summer and every Christmas. And when the kids were little and before they were in elementary school, we would go more than that. Because that was a thing. When I told my – when my husband said, we're moving to Houston – for his job, he was. I was like, okay, if you're sending me there, I am going to New York anytime I want. He's like, yeah, of course. So I would go up a lot. So now I can't go up as much, but anytime I do go up, I notice the scale go up because it's like grandma's there. They live with my parents and I just have so much freedom. But I still, I fast every day. I swear I'd probably be back to 200 pounds if I didn't fast. Yeah. I, I know I would be. I know oh, I 100% I would be. Because I my family, we're not skinny people. No one in my family, my mom has been doing intermittent fasting. Love it. Oh, yeah. She's been doing it basically ever since I started doing it. And she's good and then she's not good, but she always fasts. We just talked about it today. She was like, you know, I've never been the best. I'm like, mom, are you eating three meals a day? And all this. She goes, ew, no. I would never do that. Oh, my gosh. I said, you're still doing it, mom. I said, it's okay. And, you know, I just tell everybody about it now, of course. Everyone at my school, oh, Sarah's the intermittent faster and a girl next to me, um, one of my teacher friends, she started intermittent fasting because I just told her about it, and she didn't really have weight to lose, but she has a thyroid problem, and she just told me she went to the doctor the other day, and they have to lower it. They might have to take her completely off it, but they had to lower her thyroid medication because it was making her too whatever it was. She hurts. she's gotten better. She needs. We hear that all
0: the time. There's some kind of crazy train of thought out there somewhere that people will sometimes, you know, say, "I heard you, you know, shouldn't do intermittent fasting if you have thyroid problems." I'm like, "Well, only if you want to stay on your medicine," because we hear people who come off their medicine.
1: Yep, she's about to come off it.
0: Yeah, yeah. because. It, it's not going to make your thyroid messed up to do intermittent fasting. It's You'll probably find that you're better, especially if you're like Hashimoto's, which is related to more autoimmune kind of stuff. Fasting is great for that. But, you know, if you've ever heard you can't do intermittent fasting, if you've got thyroid issues, that is not what people have seen to be the case. Unless your goal is you want more medicine, in which case don't do I fasting. Know. Don't do fasting. <laughs> if you want less oh medicine, gosh. maybe fasting <laughs> is your
1: answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, so I would gain a little. So even this summer I got up to like one fifty eight. But you know, I'm not going up to one sixty five 190. no. And then as soon as I come back home to Houston within a week, back down like eight pounds. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, gosh. that's also flying. What the heck? makes you puff up. Yes. Actually being
0: whatever it is about the pressure of the airplane and flying through the airports and I don't even know what it is, but I always get puffy when I'm traveling or even if I sit in a car for a long time, I get puffy. Like my rings get tight. Like I went to Arizona in October and I fasted the whole time I was there, I mean not the whole time, you know what I mean. I stuck stuck with my eating window, I stuck with intermittent fasting, and on the way home my rings were so tight. But it was right back to normal in a few days. Like I had to take my ring, my wedding ring off, and put it in my my you know my change purse because it was so tight on my finger. Tight. Yeah, <laughs> I know it,
1: it's it's so true. Like even oh my gosh, what was I gonna say? Even Just you were up like no nine traveling. pounds
0: or. And then you would come back down. Yes.
1: And then I would come back down to the 150 again. I'm like, why does my body – but I'm like, you know what, Sarah? I think, you know, you just have to be a piece of that. This morning I weighed in 152. I'm like, okay, I guess, but I'm wearing my size 6 jeans. So I'm like, well, that's kind of okay. And small shirts. So I think my body – and if you look at my family, we are not this little thin – We're not, you know, we have the wide shoulders, we have the hips and the legs. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to be this little skinny thing, even with intermittent fasting. And see, I think that is the whole key to
0: being happy with your intermittent fasting journey is realizing that your body is still going to gravitate to a certain weight where you can stay without too much struggle. You'll have seasons where you go up a little bit, seasons where you go down a little bit, but you'll always see saw right back in that comfortable without having to try too hard. So your your body, without having to try too hard, likes that, you know, 148 to 156 yeah, range. it really does. And it goes up, it goes down. Like I haven't weighed, as you know, since, what is it, like 2017. But I still bet I have a range similar. I, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's probably, I'm probably within a 10-pound range up and down just based on how my clothes fit. I'm at the low end of that right now, which feels really good. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, wait, because you're, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been experimenting with, with eating after doing Zoe for the second time. And I was sharing this before we started recording. I, I, my, I have one more day of the sensor, the continuous glucose monitor, the CGM. And I was able to compare. I finally found my data from the first time I did it. I had uploaded it to a website that worked with the CGM. So I have it there. I was able to find it yesterday. My blood sugar control in 2020 when I did it I was getting up to the 140s to 160s after eating. My blood sugar would get up there and stay. And now I'm, I'm experimenting with eating whole food plant-based. And my blood sugar, you might think, well, I'm eating mostly carbs. I'm like practically all carbs now. And my blood. you might think my blood sugar would be, get higher. No. I'm getting up to like 113 after I eat or maybe 124. The highest I've seen was I got up to 130-something one day. And I had cereal with coconut sugar oh and and my blood sugar went the highest, but it's like amazing, so anyway i th- I think my my body really loves to eat whole food plant based style, so I'm doing a ninety day experiment with it just because it it really if I feel so good like my my face has lost some of its puffiness, but it's interesting, this is the first time I've ever changed what I was eating without the intent being I need to lose weight
1: oh yeah yeah so that. that's that's the part that's, that's so different.
0: astonishing, you know. I'm not
1: doing this because I wanted to lose weight, but <laughs> – Right. I want to feel great. I want to feel it good. Really, that's – I know, and that's how I feel like I – my eating window, that's always been all over the place. I mean, I've been doing this almost five years, so I can't just say, oh, based on right now what I'm doing. But right now, the past – since September, since school started – I'm so fortunate because my teaching partner, her name is Yaffa. she, her and I do intermittent fasting. She did it too before I even met her. I was like, oh, this is so perfect. We're partners. Oh my gosh. And so we like to actually break our win- break our fast at work. So when the kids start eating lunch at around 1145, that's when we start eating. And sometimes Yafa will bring, she's Israeli. She's amazing. She's like, I'm going to bring something in. So she brings this home cooked stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Open my window like this and, or we'll bring salads and we'll share, but that's it. Like lately, that's my eating window. I'll eat from 1145 ish till maybe two o'clock. I know it doesn't even sound that long, but the amount of food and nutrients I can get in my body in that amount of time is amazing. And you're and satisfied like, and you feel good. Oh my gosh. And I feel good all night. I'm not hungry. I make the kids dinner. I come home, make them all their stuff, snacks, whatever they need. And it's not like, Oh, I want to eat a snack. I mean, I, yeah, I've been doing this for so long. It's not like I'm like, oh, I need that. But it's just so that's easy. your it sweet spot great. midday, yeah, it really window. is. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and then I, I told Galfi, I was like, You're gonna tell her about the starburst? I'm like, Yes, so they're just the past <laughs> I can't like, wait n- to her about the starburst. Oh my God. <laughs> and my food, my taste buds have changed over these years. Like, I never liked olives, ew, now, oh, I have to have those almost every time I eat. I'm like, I gotta have olives. And cherry tomatoes, I always liked them, but oh you should see me during my eating when I'm all just plain. I put black olives Uh, in my hummus
0: when I make hummus. So
1: good. Yeah, so I have I've changed celery. I like celery. I never liked celery before. Just certain I would eat anything now, but I always crave and I always pack my lunch before I go to work, or my food, not my lunch, my one meal. And it's always all the vegetables because I know that's what I'm going to want when I open my window. I want that. I want the turkey and I want nice, yummy Swiss cheese and my tomatoes and my olives and my like balsamic glaze. I'll dip it in there. I don't know. I love all that stuff. So I bring all of this. The teachers pick on me because I bring this huge cooler. They're like, God, Sarah. I'm like... Well, and just in case, because I pack way too much food. So but you'll I have what you need. it just in case. Yeah. Yep. So I am satisfied. But yeah, we I've been buying Starburst. I don't know. Maybe the past – I think I've had about three packs so far. Yeah, I was like, no more, Sarah. Would you – tell her about the Starburst, which I'm like, I know. I still like the Starburst. I still eat that. And you know what? I still feel fine. So you have like I a know, little like,
0: Starburst in your eating window. Like a little it. something sweet.
1: I do, that, there's or Swiss wrong with that. cake roll or something. No I guilt. still even buy those. I'm like, I have no guilt. It's yummy. You should not. I yeah. guess, No, I don't. My scale stays the same, or sometimes it even goes down. Yep. And it doesn't make me feel bad. So, this episode
0: is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move, or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million
1: socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it.
0: Go to Bombus.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Well, that's the thing. That's the most important thing is you want to eat the food that makes you feel good, but yes. also makes you feel happy, right? I and know, if when having a like Starburst it. makes you happy, have a Starburst. You know, in my book, Clean Ish, there's that ish in there. Yes. You're putting so many nutrients in. You know, I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and studied through their health coaching program. That's where I learned the phrase crowding out. That's really what you're doing. You know, you're 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 filling up your body with these highly nutritious foods. But you still have a little bit of room for that Starburst, that treat. I do. That just makes you happy. It does. And so eat every it every single it ha- day. I think you know? it's healthier to eat a Starburst with no guilt than
1: to eat an apple and cry. I know. Right? Oh yeah. I mean there's no actually it's funny. I was on Facebook today and I was looking exactly five years ago today, 12, 13, December 13th, 2017. I was 158.6. I was on Weight Watchers, because this was right before I started intermittent fasting. I said, I I overate my allotted points today. And I didn't honor my word. There's just so much guilt in this post. I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't even, I don't even, I'm not even present to that anymore. I mean, I eat what I eat. I enjoy it. And then I'm done. I'm ready to go and teach again. And I'm ready to go pick up my kids from school. It's not like, oh God, what am I going to eat again? And well, there is none of that. I'm always in awe of all of you with the midday
0: window who aren't like oh, raiding really? the kitchen I at know. seven. I, I can't, I can't do an early window. I, that I can't. Is so funny. I can delay until five o'clock, six o'clock if I have to at night, no problem. But if I had lunch and then seven p.m. rolls around, I'm like, I got to eat again. <laughs> that is so. <laughs> I, I,
1: I really can't. I just like can't that. do it. Can't do it. Or I can wait. I have done it on the weekends because on the weekends we do different stuff. My husband and I love to go out to eat, still with the kids. So I'll just wait. Like they usually get breakfast out. And they know mommy's not eating. I just, I mean, my kids were one in three when I started intermittent fasting. There's no question. It's not like, are you eating? They know I'm not. Nine times out of 10, I'm not eating with them. So no breakfast. I won't eat that. I usually wait till the lunch because I know we'll probably go out for lunch too, so I do the lunch thing with them or I'll just wait for dinner because I'm like, I know we're going to go to that restaurant
0: and I'll just wait. It doesn't you can honestly. Wait. You can if you need. You're fat adapted, so you can oh, wait really if am. you need to, but you don't have to. That's the beauty of it. And really, that this is the whole thing about finding what works for you, tweaking it till it's easy. For me, it's easy to delay and then eat later in the day. It's really hard if I open early because I'm going to overeat. If I open early, I'm going to eat too much that day. That is just the way it is. So I don't do that. But if someone really struggles to wait, like I'm not saying everyone should have the same eating window as me, because if you're struggling to wait till four and you're forcing yourself and it's miserable, then you can't sleep because you're too full. Don't do that. That is not your sweet spot. Maybe your window is like Sarah's and it's 1145 to two. Yeah, it could be. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, and then on the weekends, like I said, I might not open so I'll finish eating by two, but then on Saturday I might not eat, eat until four. And then you yeah, have but it a, doesn't like, matter. You end up to with me. like
0: a twenty-six hour fast, not because you meant to, but just because you shifted it for that day.
1: Yeah. And I noticed too, if I can get to like 23 hours, sometimes around the 17, 18 hours, I can feel the ting, like the little, oh, you're hungry. Drink some water and I love my black coffee, so I have that all day. But and then I'm fine. I'm like, oh, it's gone. Not long after that little feeling, and I drink my water, it's gone. And I can keep going. And then sometimes I mean, my God, even at twenty-four hours, I'm like, I'm really not hungry, but yeah, I just want to eat. So I'm gonna oh, eat. Oh yeah, nothing but wrong it's interesting. with that. Isn't that funny? That I feel like I'm like some days I'm like, I wonder if I could just yeah, I could just keep going and going because I'm not even hungry.
0: I enjoy the pleasure of eating every day. I mean, that's it. And you know, I could do I could do a 36 hour fast or a meal this Monday or ADF if I I could. But I enjoy the pleasure of eating every day. That is something I look forward to. Like the way I used to look forward to having a glass of wine every day. Right. And I look forward eating. to my eating window, and it's going to be delicious. Although That's with this whole food plant-based experiment, a few things have not been delicious. i <laughs> have been so crabby. But as long as I have something delicious, I'm really happy. My latest thing I love to eat, I'm making homemade pita bread. From scratch, and I like to put the homemade hummus on top with sauerkraut Ooh. on top of that. Oh, I would love that. that is so good. It sounds maybe weird, but it is my new favorite thing to have. Yeah. Delicious. As long as I'm satisfied and delicious and the
1: food's delicious, that's all that matters. Yes. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like I really enjoy my meal and then off to playing and doing what I gotta do. And yeah, such a great yeah, great life. So, what have been some of your non-scale victories? Oh, yes. I even wrote them down because I was like, I know she's going to ask me this. So one of the things, a major thing, in the summertime, it's not really in the wintertime, I would get these white – it's almost like a fungus is what the dermatologist said. It's like a white stuff that grows all over my back and my chest. And it's just like a fungus, she said, and she would give me cream. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the worst. I don't even want to wear a bathing suit because it's like all this <laughs> There's white There's a fungus stuff. among us. That's all yes. <laughs> oh, it's uh, awful. Yeah. And that, I haven't seen that in at least the five years. I mean, yeah, it's gone. That's, I don't have to deal with that anymore. And obviously the energy, you know, even at school, they're like, here comes Sarah. There she comes. They're like, how, God, Sarah, it's, you know, the first thing in the morning, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, hey, hey. And even the the teachers will say, you're like always smiling and happy. And like, how are you? I'm like, hey, it's fasting. You know, I don't <laughs> even tell them. intermittent fasting. I even gave your book. I gave your book to one of my colleagues, actually our assistant director today, because she was like, oh, what do you do? Are you going to go do a podcast? I said, oh, yeah. And I meant fasting stories. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please tell me more about this. And I said, here. So today I brought her the book. I said, here's Jin's book. Read this. It's everything you need to know, and you'll be good. And I gave her Dr. Fung's book, too. Yeah. Well, what I love
0: is you heard about it from Lori sharing. If Lori hadn't shared, I mean, you probably would have heard it eventually because it's out there now. But- Lori shared without fear. And now you're sharing without fear. And that's how we change the world. And you know, we've, we've got to never be afraid of how people might react to it.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. No. I even was doing Facebook Lives for a while about it. I haven't done that in a while since I started working again. I was a stay-at-home mom for so long, but the past two years I've been working. So you've had,
0: you've, so your non-scale victories. your fungus is gone. You have great energy. What
1: else? Oh, sleeping. Sleeping is like no problem. I can pass out in a 2nd like, <sighs> you know. Oh, and canker sores. I did. I was trying to think. I'm like, I know there's more stuff. I used to get canker sores all the time inside my mouth. I guess it's like a cold sore, but it's inside yep. my mouth. I, I used to get those when I was like a teenager kid. or whatever reason. I remember reason. When I was a kid I used to. But then even as an adult, like before I was pregnant and stuff, I would get them. And nope, don't have those anymore. I can't think of
0: when I've had one of those in the last time. It's decades maybe.
1: Long time, and then my teeth. So every time I go to the dentist, usually years ago, it would be ca- another cavity. Sorry, another cavity. I'm like, what the heck? I brush the twice. Do you are you brushing twice a day? Yeah, twice a day. Flossing every night. My husband still is like, Sarah, you're really the best flosser every night. I'm like, what in the heck? Like, it's probably genetics. Well, these past five years, I haven't had a cavity. I'm that's like, awesome. Okay, that's kind of odd. Yeah, yeah. And it that has really to be that. Cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. So. I would say those. And just the blood work. I mean, my blood work is amazing. So, and I just keep getting it done. They're like, do you, why exactly do you want to do this? I'm like, I'm just curious. Honestly, I'm just curious. Can you please, well, you have to be fasted. Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Don't worry. (laughs) I've told some of the people, the phlebotomist or whatever. I'm like, oh, they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm at 22 hours. Is that okay? What 22? What do you mean? I'm like, I haven't eaten, you haven't eaten 22 hours? Oh my God. And then I get to tell them every time I do the blood, I'm like, yeah, this is intermittent fasting. And that's oh so great. Gosh. Yeah, but
0: I remember I had blood work done in August and the phlebotomist was like, oh, fasting. I I pretty much do that. I'm like, all right, what do you mean by pretty much? She does not do it because she was having cream and sugar and all of the drinks and stuff.
1: No. <laughs> You're like, well, you're, I'm like, it. you're
0: close. You're very close. You know, I told her about the clean fast. And she's like, well, I don't know if it matters. I'm like, well, if I had had cream and sugar before this fasted blood work, would that have been okay? And she said, no. And I'm nope. like, now, now you get it. I know. <laughs> all of a sudden, that, that, she got it after that. But it's good to have all that baseline blood work. And, and it know really that your body's is. working the way it is. Now, I'm also gonna tell you a little heads up, you're you're not old enough yet, but once you go through menopause. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've been listening to you about it. Am I might I'm gonna do the
1: hormone replacement. I heard you as say soon that as you like, As soon as you're God. eligible
0: for it, I would do it. I I am now sleeping great again. You know, I used to sleep great, even with intermittent fasting, slept great till menopause, stopped being able to sleep, and Right now, though, I'm sleeping beautifully. I'm sleeping eight hours a night. Unfortunately, my body wants to go to bed at 9 p.m. because me too. we had the I time really Like last night, I made myself wait till the clock ticked to nine. I'm like, I'm going to bed now, and then I wake up at 5 a.m.
1: Oh, eight hours yeah. later,
0: but I'm ready usually to go. For me. Yeah, I'm so, 6, but yeah, I can't. I can't sleep till six. Really, I can't. Not right. Not at this time of the year. In the summer, I can when the time has changed. But right now, like, I can't that do it. So am funny. It's, it is so funny. But I'm like, I'm sorry I like to go to bed. And, I, and there was a meme I saw the other day. It was so funny. It's like, see if I can remember it. It was like, when I was a child, my parents made me go to bed at 9 p.m. And I said, I can't wait till I'm a grown up and I can stay up as late as I want. Turns out that's 9 p.m. 9 p.m. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, that's
0: me. That is me. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, anyway, just keep that good blood work in mind. And as if you notice, your blood work starts to get worse, like mine had. My mind had started to get worse. But after the hormone replacement therapy, it's back to being really good. I can't wait to see what it is after three months in my whole food plant-based experience. Yes. I'm expecting my A1C to be even lower. The next yeah, time. you have to share it with us. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And you know, that's I'm, I'm a little bit stubborn. So, we were just out of town at my family's and we were having you know traditional Thanksgiving and Christmas combined this year in Augusta. And it was all the traditional food, but I brought my own sides and, and they were delicious. And I, I was like, Well, I could have it. I'm like, No, I'm doing this experiment. Right, I am going I'm going to experiment. do the experiment. <laughs> I've had turkey before, I can have it right. again. Yeah. I'm giving myself only 90, three months, 90 yeah. days. I'm you know, I was like. As long as the food's delicious, it's okay.
1: <laughs> and can you find that on um, Zoe? Like, can anybody do the experiment or? Well, I'm just do,
0: choosing to do this. Like, I I was like, I really wanted to see what would happen. I, I As I was getting ready, because it took like maybe six weeks for my kit to get to me. And if anybody's like, what are you talking about? Go to com slash zoe took about six weeks to get it, I think. But I was like, I really want to set myself up for the best gut microbiome test I can get, because I'm still that, like, I want to have a gold star,
1: right? Yes. <laughs> so, I'm Did like, well, too. let me
0: read Fiber Fueled again. And uh, that, you know, helped me with my gut microbiome. And he really, that guy, he's whole food plant-based, the author, Dr. B. He's a, a gastroenterologist from Charleston. I'm like, you know, I could really just do this and see what happens. So that's what I committed to doing. I wanted to see how it would affect my my responses. So I was doing it for like just maybe a month and a half prior to when I started Zoe. Oh, Okay. Anyway, we'll see. Like I said, it's an experiment. I just want to see how it goes. But I'm stubborn. So when I commit to something, I'm like, I'm going to do it. Oh, I will do it too. Yeah. But Zoe told me last time my body didn't clear fat well. And and the meat was not as great for my gut. So that's why I wanted to really just try it and see. No one ever got sicker on eating more plants. Unless you have like a gut issue, in which case. (laughs) Right, Right. But so what do you struggle with?
1: Oh, yeah. What do I struggle with? I think it's just sometimes on the weekends and, you know, eating out. Because sometimes I really am like, I'll do the window creep like you're saying. So I will keep it open a little too long or I'll have a big lunch and a big dinner and then I feel awful. Literally, I can't even sleep. I feel It like doesn't I drink feel good in alcohol our body. Again. Yes. yes. I'm, like, I'm like, I didn't drink. What the heck is this? Because when I used to drink, I oh, God, I'd be up in the night and, and yeah, that's how I'll feel Food sometimes hangover. if I ate too much. Yes. I really do feel awful if I have too much food during the day, and I know it. And I'm like, "Oh, sir, don't do that." I think that's really. It. And going to New York, sometimes you know, I do struggle with that because I'm like, "Grandma might not be alive next. Year. I'm gonna eat her cookies. I'm gonna eat this. A hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I don't blame you. Honestly, one single there's bit. not.
1: Yeah, there's not that many struggles because it's your really. lifestyle now. You just I know, live it's been it so long, and you it's flex so it. Long.
0: That's yeah, really, oh, the longer you live it, the less the struggle is. That's the thing. I know it is. I, that's what I think because you get to the point where it's just like what you do. And if you don't it do it, is. you're like, well, I, I wish I had because now I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Almost five years of doing this. I mean. Love it. Uh, we, we need to hear some more of
0: these long-term stories. Well, we are almost out of time, believe it or not. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started in like one
1: minute? Okay. I would tell them read Fast Feast Repeat. That's what I just told my friend today. I said, here's the book, take it because it just tells you everything, what to do, the 28 day start. I didn't even do that. Um, I didn't even go to that because I was already fasting for like three years, but it's the best book because it tells you the research. Once you know the methods and why you're fasting and what it's doing inside your body and this autophagy and all the cellular repair, you really will you'll understand it and you will fast you'll be like okay i'm doing this for my health you might want to do it for weight loss at first but you'll realize oh my gosh look how much healthier i am i feel amazing and just clean fast i mean you do not want to not clean fast because you will suffer it'll it'll be a struggle and you probably won't succeed if you don't it's do it It's harder clean fast.
0: and and you're missing out on those benefits that we want you know we want to keep our insulin low clean fast right. does that we want to tap yep. into our
1: fat stores for
0: fuel have more autophagy. And all those things happen when we fast clean. And it's just so much easier.
1: It is easy. I know it's the easiest way of life. I will never do anything else. I That would be weird to ever eat three meals a day. That would be like the weirdest thing ever.
0: I will never stop doing it. No, It's just, Which just the mean. way I
1: eat. Mm-hmm. And I love that my whole family, everybody around me knows I do that. At first, it was a little like, Sarah, you're not eating dinner. But now, I mean, over all this time, they're like, yep, she just doesn't. My kids don't ask me about it. It's not like my daughter's like, you're not eating. No, there's none of that. It's and you're modeling not- a healthier
0: relationship with food and your body. And that is the most important thing we can model. Because I just remember my mother always modeling for me body dissatisfaction and dieting. And it was miserable. Yes, and, and I don't ever want to be that way. So Never again. Never no. again.
1: No, never won't again. won't. I know. Everyone should do it. Do intermittent fasting. It'll change your life.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story today. And here's to the next five wonderful years and then those Yay. beyond.
1: Thanks, Jen. So great talking to you. Do you have an
0: intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at dot com, and I'll add you to the lineup. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at resonaterecordings.com or email them at hello at resonaterecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.
1: I have missed these Friday night dinners. welcome to Harvey Graf's.
0: At these family dinners,
1: Gracious, everyone!
0: dysfunction is served.
1: You, I can't have you all messing things up for my entire adult life. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we embarrass you? Ja, 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 ja. It's already better than I dared to dream